This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. Thank you there, Professor Medley. And also thank you to Gerald. The omens work as usual, even though I still think you're an asshole. <laughs> it is uh, Monday, June 1st of 2020, and you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour, the quarantine edition right here on Radio TFI. And yes, also on Periscope. And maybe a little later on, even on SoundCloud. I think we got our bases covered there. So from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from the Radio TFI Executive Tower out there in Queens, New York, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good evening, sir. Good evening, kids and kittens. I trust we've all had a uh, wonderful, profitable, and peaceful day. I know that's not true for everybody today, and uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, everybody's got an opinion. Uh, we hope you'll join in. Uh, John, how are you doing tonight? I am as good as can be expected. Um, I don't mind telling you it's a little nerve-wracking uh, being out there on the street and doing what I'm doing. Between the, co- between the COVID and the you know the protests and whatnot now we've they've been fairly peaceful here so you know yesterday yesterday was really peaceful today i didn't run into anything except for the fact i couldn't get a cup of coffee and i couldn't stop anywhere to take a piss and this is john Shannon's cross the bear through all of yeah. this yes exactly well, we, uh, I, I, I've, I've watched some of the news lately today. Like I said, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, what do you say we unleash the bull into the China shop? Take a deep breath first, yeah. please. <laughs> Take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> so let's bring on Mr. Mike King from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. There he is. How are Hello, you? Hello, good evening. He's looking kind of sexy there, laying on his bed like that. <laughs> oh, you got that Burt Reynolds look going for you. <laughs> oh. oh, no. I, I, I asked for that. Oh, you my did. God. You yes, did. You, 
you you banged on the door and said, "Give me that, give me some of that." Mike, how are you tonight? Laughing. Uh, and uh, could I say something to John? Absolutely. Maybe. John, John, you were cab driver for years and years. Don't you know to carry a bottle? I, you know, I'm, I'm, I tell you, the thought has crossed my mind. You know, Ed told me, I, I used to carry a bottle. And uh, Ed told me if he ever knew, he would have fired me. In my car, you bet. Uh, I, I make no mistake. Make no mistake about that. That to me is one of the most disgusting things. Uh, there's absolutely no call for that. None whatsoever. We uh, well, I got two tickets. The day I had you uh, resort to going doggy style twice. You know, this is really not where I thought this uh, this night was going to go. I, I really Why didn't. Not? Well, you bring you bring Mike into the conversation. What the hell do you expect? Well, well you're, you're, I didn't start it. You're not wrong. <laughs> I didn't start I, this. Uh, all right. All right. Let's, uh, We're saints compared to some of the people in this uh, who rule in this country, what we say. Well, uh, uh, speaking of ruining the country, Mike, I... Uh, I saw a piece of video out of uh, beautiful and lovely Fort Lauderdale. I don't know if you saw it with the Lauderdale PD. Uh, one of Lauderdale's finest was roughing up a, uh, a protester and his uh, female African-American sergeant or lieutenant. I, I don't know what her rank was. Uh, she gave him what for right in front of God and everybody. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Uh there, you know, that's just one of the many, many, many places that there there's problems. We're all, we're all being touched by it. And you know, the worst I, part about that is, in my opinion, is this. In my opinion, this was a Minneapolis issue. Now, granted, the systemic racism that is going on—that's nationwide. I, I understand that and totally agree with that. But good Lord, man. Uh, the This was something that happened in Minneapolis. And I just don't think that it needed to spread across the country the way it did. I mean, this is kind of our cross to bear. This was a Minneapolis cop that was acting like a total jerk, you know, right. Did he, did he intend, uh, did he intend to kill, uh, George Floyd? I, I don't think he intended to. I, you know what, John, I'm going to have to stop you right there. I'm going to have to say, wait, we're going to need to wait on that one. Uh, well, because he's offering an opinion, Ed, okay. I, I don't know it for a fact. Well, here, let me let me help you out here. These two had a past. They had a history. They worked at the same nightclub as bouncers. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, look, I'm not saying that, that in and of itself proves anything, but uh, it seems this, you know, a dead fish only gets stinkier as time goes by. Yeah, well, soon the facts are, are going to come out. Now, uh, here uh, 
uh, our governor here, um, I think it was last night, took the county uh, the county attorney off of this case and put the uh, state's uh, attorney general in charge of this. And that was actually one of the demands that uh, the protesters were making. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a good move. Um, Freeman, I don't know. The uh, county attorney, I kind of have my doubts on him when it comes to uh, prosecuting police officers. Well, there seems to be all sorts of rampant problems there in the uh, beautiful city of Minneapolis insofar as the the official uh, coroner's report was way off the track. The family, once they uh, took possession of the body, had an independent coroner came in, come in. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just... I, I don't know who was who in a little bit of the press conference I saw other than Crump or Crum or whatever that attorney's name is. I can't stand that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was an older white gentleman. He must have been some kind of doctor or or, or anyway. Uh, but he said at one point, uh, Mr. Floyd, I, I should have his, uh, his uh, oh, the, the stuff that goes to your heart, uh, cardio... Uh, I can't think about it. The veins, the arteries, and he's he says I should be hey, so lucky that to, to, to have those. So in other words, he he's he's refuting what the the county said that this was a heart issue that he died of a heart issue. Sure, mm-hmm. his heart his heart stopped once it stopped getting air. Yeah, that's I I gotta tell you, Matt the 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 things that are going on here in and it's hard for me it's it's really hard for me because you know you you've got rumors that that there are outside forces that are coming into this out you know whether it be what is it called antifa uh, something like that antifa anti yeah. antifa alfalfa it doesn't matter uh, there's rumors that the even rumors that the Ku Klux Klan are uh, are do, doing some of the looting and stuff like that. So well, why I, why wouldn't they? It's the perfect time to come out in a mask. Yeah, this is true. This this is very true. I I don't know it's, for those uh, for those of you listening on the radio. Mike just gave me the big thumbs up. <laughs> I mean, not to step on you. I'll give you two thumbs up on that one. All right. Mike, uh, how are things going down in South Florida? Uh, there was some problem in Miami. Uh, I was sleeping all day. I had an emergency last night, so I slept most of the day. I didn't know there was uh, any kind of demonstration in Fort Lauderdale. Um, mm-hmm. It really hasn't touched me uh, here. But personally, uh, it's touched me, it bothers me a lot what's going on. Uh, I think we're at a point in this country that his so-called president brought this on us all. Uh, he sowed the seeds, and he's there three years. He's about to leave office, hopefully. And this is what we have. About 100,000 people dead from virus, riots, murders, and none of this is allowed. We've regressed 70 years within three years. 
Well, yes. Well, and also keep him. And it, Keep in mind, during his inauguration address, he spoke of the carnage to come. And, well, here you go, kids and kittens. Uh, Hank, anybody. Go ahead, Mike. How anybody, anybody, anywhere could support this kind of a man um, from the day one when he opened his mouth the first time, I was turned off by anything and everything he said. Well, he told us who he and, was, and, and we didn't listen. During, I listened the first day. Well, what, by the that, first minute, he, when he started talking about the Mexicans, I was like, "Right." Yuck. But there's a lot of people that didn't. And guys, I've got, and it a, went down from there. I've got a piece of audio from earlier this evening. I don't know if you're aware, but uh, last night there's a church right outside the White House called St. John's. Uh, every president in the past. 200 years is worshiped there at some point except one the basement was torched last night there's major damage well first thing that surprised me is that trump actually walked there it's literally right outside lafayette park lafayette square but what happened in the meantime to clear the way instead of just moving the protesters along and it's unclear who it was looks like there's a lot of federal people there don't know if it's National Guard or uh, Washington, D.C., local police or Secret Service. But they started firing tear gas and whatnot and uh, concussion flash bombs into the crowd to move them along. Uh, Ed. Mike. Yes. Do you remember the Reese Tag fire? The who? Reese Tag fire, if I pronounced it correctly. I'm not sure. Nazi Germany. I wasn't and there. They wanted to. Yeah, well, if you know, I know a little bit about history. And the Nazis started this fire and blamed the communists. Um, well, right. Well, that seems to be a lot what's going on. too much of a parallel with this guy. Get, I, Mike, I'm, I'm getting there. I agree with you. Let me play this bit of audio from just, I don't know, about an hour and a half or so ago. Or earlier this afternoon. Let's see. Just we are ending the riots and lawlessness that has spread throughout our country. We will end it now. Today, I have strongly recommended to every governor to deploy the National Guard in sufficient numbers that we dominate the streets. Mayors and governors must establish an overwhelming law enforcement presence until the violence has been quelled. If a city or state refuses to take the actions that are necessary to defend the life and property of their residents, then I will deploy the United States military and quickly solve the problem for them. All right. I don't, we know, are in- I don't know if you guys heard that or not. Did you? Yeah, I did. Okay. I, I, have, I have a very big problem. The sound of his voice aggravates me whatever he says <laughs> i can't listen to him anymore yeah we uh there's a lot of that going on mike there there's there's a lot of that uh but anyway uh john why don't you take it back there for a second i have a technical issue okay well one of the things that that kind of bothered me today. Not kind of bothered. It bothered the hell out of me. And if you want to know 
how black people, African-Americans feel about this. I had a young lady in the cab earlier today who I was listening to the news and all of a sudden, just out of, all of a sudden she, she, I heard her sobbing back there in the back seat and she asked, please turn this off. I, I just can't take this anymore. And I got to believe that there are quite a few African-Americans that wind up feeling the same way. So, you know, it pains me. It pains me to see this. It, it pains me when, when grown people are crying over a situation that could have totally, totally been avoided. And uh, it, it, it's I, I, it's very disturbing for me. Well, what's disturbing is is where we're coming up to right now. We're coming up to nighttime as across the yes. country, and it it appears without question that the the peaceful protesters go home when it gets dark. Yeah, and the knuckleheads come out. Uh, from what I've seen over this past week. The daytime people are out, they're, they're doing their thing, they're doing their marches, they have their peaceful protest, they get their voices heard, and then, come 9 o'clock, all heck breaks loose. Governor Cuomo here in New York today said, uh, when, when, well, by the way, we have an 11 p.m. curfew tonight. Uh, but he said, I don't even know how much good that's going to do because the people you're aiming it at aren't going to pay any attention to it anyway. So... You know, and they're they're going down up and down streets and busting up businesses, and uh, there's lots of video pop, popping up too of of these rabble rouses, these ojan provocateurs. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be good. We'll start getting. There was one guy in, I want to say Los Angeles. I could be wrong. I'd have to look at the video again. He was actually at a street corner chipping out cement to be able to throw at the police. And there was a line of police right there. And uh, people stopped him. Lo and behold, there was a gray-haired white guy dressed all in black. The crowd dragged him over and handed him over to the cops, who subsequently arrested him, and et cetera, et cetera. And, but uh, there are these groups out there. Uh, they're planting. They're showing up with tools. They're showing up with. Uh, they're 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 staging bricks and other weapons at various places. I've seen three different videos of stacks of bricks sitting in a street or on a curb. Uh, no construction around. None. Somebody. Mm. They are setting these up to be able to create the havoc that we're seeing night after night after night. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I guess I should say this: seven five four eight zero zero chat, seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you want to join in, uh, this is the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. John Shannon, Ed Van Ness, and Mister Mike King down there in Fort Lauderdale. Mike, it looks like your pictures. No, you blink now. So I was going to say, it looks like you're actually, 
actually had a frozen screen there. Yeah, move every and now and told again. Me don't move. Well, he did he say, don't, don't move. move. Oh, yes. Oh, now, now you decide yeah. to listen to me. Now, and by the I way, I got to scratch my nose. Wait a minute. Hey, go ahead. It's, that comes back on you. Remember, this is going out live right now, audio and video. So, yeah, there you go. That's. Uh, you can uh, pick your friends. You can pick your nose. You can't pick your friend's nose. Well, that's <laughs> not, not entirely true either. You. <laughs> Everybody has a different kind of friends, you know. Yeah, well, it it, it ends when I watch you scratch your ass, and then that's it. All Don't give me you. any ideas, John. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, I tell you. This is this has been but this has been stressful. I mean, as far as I know, Ed is still pretty much quarantined in the in the studio there. Week uh week eleven, I believe it is. Isn't isn't that amazing now as far as how the how the uh coronavirus has kind of taken the bottom the bottom of the fold of the of the, the newspaper? Uh, yeah, isn't it, it strange, huh? Like everything else gets blasted out of range when they don't want it, you know, in the front of the news anymore. Something else comes over and takes over. Ed, what are you doing? <laughs> don't wait Hello, for Ed. Me. Don't wait for me, kids. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I, don't don't wait for you. I had an important phone call come in that. I had to answer. What is more important than what we are doing here at this particular point in time? John, I, a thousand pardons. I beg your forgiveness. Mike, my, my deepest, deepest. If I did it, you would have chewed my head off. Come on. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah. Ed, yeah, uh -huh. I would have never heard the end of it, right? No. I've got a oh, plate, no. I got a plate of Granny Annie's tacos waiting for me. And... I'm missing them just to spend time with my buddies here. Well, that's why I was letting you guys talk anyway. I mean, you guys don't don't get to uh, chat that often. So, so you know, go ahead. Uh, talk about oh. the events of the day and who you hate most and who you love most. And, you know, Uncle Ed is sitting here watching the control panels, making sure fuses don't blow out. And, you know. Yeah, okay. He sent me good stuff on Facebook. John, I, I talk. We communicate a little bit. He Good. sends me some nice stuff on Facebook that I appreciate. That's great. That's great. Maybe I'll see it on uh, Twitter. You're not on Facebook, on there. No, I'm not. I, I don't know. How, I don't know all about Twitter. You know. I keep learn. telling you, Mike. And, uh, you just need to open the open the app. Yeah, but I forgot the damn password. We'll talk about that <laughs> later. Right. We'll oh, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You just okay, have to I, lead them by the hand, I guess. Mm, mm. <laughs> That's why I was I'm letting you two so talk for a minute. <laughs> for a minute, and you cut me off, right? Yeah, I'm going to let you two talk for a minute. Oh, that, we're, we're going to tell jokes? <laughs> well, actually, you know, we. I feel kind of bad because we are throwing a lot of a lot of fodder in this, if you will, for, with a... Uh, 
a you know very stressful type situation. By the way, just so you know, here our friend uh, Rolando uh, chimed in, said good evening, uh, and I will um, say howdy right back here. This is my this is my childhood friend here, who's become one of our best listeners. <laughs> One of Hello, our Rolando. biggest fans. Look, uh, what you had to say, joking around everything and a stressful situation, and to take a breath and to have a laugh in the middle of it well, helps. You're you're right. You're, you're right to that. Sometimes you got to laugh just to keep from crying. <sighs> well, also, let's That's not... That's how serious it is. Let's not, let's not bypass the irony of what we're doing here tonight. We are three older white guys. Oh, yeah. Speak for yourself. All right. I will. I'm three older white guys. I'm 29. Okay, Mike. And I've been 29 for the last 30-something years. I was going to say, Mike, you sound like you're a little (laughs) dyslexic there. You're pronouncing the numbers backwards. Anyway. So, look, there's a lot of people out there with a lot on their plate. We don't get, we don't understand the lives they've had to lead. I've heard uh, one gentleman the other, the other day, and John, we played it on Saturday. He was talking to a lot of white people who were, this was in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and uh, trying to keep them calm and all that. He said, look, we appreciate you being here, but, you know, this is still our thing. He says, because no matter what happens tomorrow morning, when I wake up, I'm still black in America. And, yeah. you know, a shot like that, you, you've got to, you know, you can't even imagine. We, Mike, we talked about, uh, John and I talked about this last week and, you know, half joking around. Look, we, we were born white males in this country. We've had a pretty good run for about three or 4,000 years. Uh, our time is up. It's winding down. We, uh, re- you know, but like I was saying, we can walk the streets and the police will come up to us and question us or whatever they may do, but they're not going to treat us the way a George Floyd gets treated. And by the way, just a reminder, the more the more I see of the different angles of the video, the one thing that sticks in my mind is that a, this was all about a counterfeit $20 bill. Right. And B, if he did it intentionally, he would not be sitting in his car across the street in the time it took for the police to arrive. He would have gotten exactly. his car. I've said this numerous times over the past few shows. He would have gotten his car with his candy bar and his $17 oh. in cash and moved on. I, I am confident the man had no idea he was passing a phony bill. We've we've done it. Who knows? We may have done it. I talked about how it happened. I came into possession of them about six times over the years, collecting the amount of cash that I did. Uh, I always wound up turning them into the police, who in turn who in turn send them to the Secret Service uh, because they're part of the Treasury Department. That's who gets it. I fill out a little paperwork. There you go. Twenty bucks out of my pocket, but. I've done the right thing, and I'm no longer passing along counterfeit money. It uh, happens all the time. So, again, I see the amount of time it took for the police to arrive on the scene. He could have been long gone. Long gone. 
And that's just what gets the whole thing started. Hey, Ed, I, listen, I'm going to let you and Mike uh, have this for about uh, two minutes here. All right. So, so anyway, so anyway, uh, so Mike, you and I were talking last night and you were telling me you got, you had a lot on your mind. Uh, you feel free to, uh, what, what is it you'd like to? Not on my mind. I just don't like what I see out there every day. Well, be, uh, expand, like, expand on that, please. I don't like the way the world is. I don't like the way this, not the world, the way this country is. It's not country I grew up in. It's not the values that were instilled in me about being an American. And I, I feel, maybe I feel disfranchised from all this garbage. I remember, you know, you, somebody had a counterfeit bill and the cop has a, this was counterfeit, all right, you know. But the thing is, you know if you put your knee on somebody's neck and you keep it there for nine minutes, they're going to die. That is, there's, this wasn't a slip, a slip where he accidentally put his knee there. No. And it and it cut off his his airway. No, no, no. This was there's no question it was intentional. Matter of fact, and why didn't matter of fact? Why let, didn't he just handcuff him? He was handcuffed. He was. Oh, you didn't know that. Mike's looking at me no, like a, was, like a surprise pooch. And there was no reason to have his damn knee on his neck if he was handcuffed. Oh, Mike, if you didn't know he was handcuffed, why did I tell you this part? There were two other officers holding the guy down that you can't see behind the car. You see him from a different angle. The first the first video you saw, all you can see is the one cop standing in the street and the other officer with his knee on, on Mr. Floyd's neck. What you can't see is the two other officers restraining him, holding him down. One on his back, one on his legs. It's and handcuffed. And handcuffed. It's called murder. There's no, well, they're not called. Yeah. Yeah. That's now last night, I believe it was in New York, uh, in Manhattan. There were two cops arresting somebody and the one cop had his knee on the guy's neck. The other cop finally looked and, and, and shoved the, shoved the cop's knee off the guy's neck. Like, what are you nuts? This is what started this whole thing. So I, I mean, there's a lot that needs to be, we've set up, I've said this before. John and I have discussed this before. I'll say it again. I know there are lots of good cops out there. There are plenty of good cops. There's also bad cops. But unfortunately, what also happens is they is a lot of officers seem to get this us against them mentality. Okay, we're not out there to hurt you. You pull up to me and say you're speeding. Okay, maybe maybe I go, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you've got to learn to sit there and just, you know, do your job. Black, white, Filipino, it doesn't matter who I am. Uh, you've got to... There, there's there's also a lot of... A lot of these police departments these days seem to be turning into paramilitary operations. and And it's just... Look, I'll go back to right now what's going on 
at night I mean, is stupid. It's these are there are people out there. I say throw everything at them. Once the sun goes down, that's it. Curfew hits. Boom. Do whatever you got to do. They are running amok, uh, destroying people's lives and businesses. And it, this is not a protest. This is an excuse to be out there looting. That's an excuse. Everybody should be out there protesting. Everybody should not necessarily out in the streets, but everybody should be heard that they no disapprove of this. No question. One way and, or another. And that's okay. what a, that's what a lot people who are not concerned about what happens. It's the more concern is that they can get a sweatshirt from Target right. for free. Right. Right. You're and absolutely that's what you're with. Right. You're absolutely correct. And there's been plenty of people this past week that have made their voices heard. They, you know, look, it's changed part of what's going on there in Minneapolis. And granted, no matter what happens in Minneapolis with this cop or ex-cop, as the case may be, uh, it, we still have a long way to go for what's, you know, the systemic racism uh, that's just, you know, buried deep into this country. I mean, let's face it. We got we got a lot of uh, nitwits out there. And of course, in the past three and a half years, this this is Trump's America, and they, they, he's just given them permission to run around and act like nutballs. I mean, they were buried; they were pretty much done. We had them suppressed. I mean, they they were they were chomping at the bit for eight years because uh, an intelligent, well-spoken black man was leader of of the free world, and that just burned them to no end. Yeah. Uh, of course, now and, uh, Ing- and burned them. Our country progressed so much that under is- him. And in and my the- lifetime, he was probably the best president in my lifetime, uh, Barack Obama, and then Bill Clinton. Well, certainly, uh, certainly the most the, the most liked. There's no question, most popular president. But now, after after Barack Obama, now comes Captain Coppertone, who's just feed, feeding them red meat, you know. Because he doesn't care, he has no political uh, aspirations after this. Yeah, he had he he has very many loyalties. Trump, he well, is loyal to every picture of every dead president. Yeah, that is correct. Oh, and Vladimir Putin, who apparently uh, Putin. Oh yeah, <laughs> apparently they spoke on the phone. I think it was today. It's either yesterday or today, which. Uh, goes a long way in explaining why suddenly uh, Captain Coppertone is full of piss and vinegar today. Because I'm sure Vlad told him, okay, here's what you do now, Donnie. Trump wants his Tiananmen Square moment. He wants tanks rolling down Main Street. And to have liberals maybe, and Democrats go crazy. Maybe one will just roll over him. Well, oh. as, as much as we would like to. Uh, I'm watching. I'm watching video right now. I don't know if it's live or or from earlier today. Thousands gather peacefully at Minnesota State Capitol. That's in St. Paul, isn't it, John? Yes. And uh, I'm watching this. Uh, people are holding up their signs. They're milling around quietly, peacefully. There's no trouble there. Uh, speaking of which, let's get back. Let, let's talk about. Uh, gee, it was just a couple of weeks ago. You had armed people walking up the state capitol buildings. None of them got shot. None of them got arrested. 
No, absolutely not. You're right. Now, I think you might, unless they're doing another one today, I haven't had a chance to look and see. But um, they did a nice, uh, peaceful protest yesterday at the uh, state capitol. So I don't know if that was, uh, I don't know if that was a repeat uh, or if it was live or if it was Memorex or. Here's your mayor right now from St. Paul. I like this guy. The more I hear him, uh, the more I like him. Yes. and and Donald Trump made fun of Jacob Fry, so I'm now a Fry guy. You know, I I tell you, I'm beginning to forgive him for Uber. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you I, go. I'm beginning. I never thought I'd hear myself say that, but I'm beginning to forgive him. Now, Mike, if you're not familiar, Jacob Fry is the mayor of Minneapolis, who John has had a personal beef with for quite some time now. Yeah, well, same beef that you all have with. Uh, well, no, I'll, no, no, I'll no. explain why. I'll explain why real quick here, if you if you don't mind. I uh, uh, Jacob Fry was just uh, a uh, city councilman in Minneapolis, but he was the one who um, basically rolled out the welcome mat for Uber and Lyft in the in Minneapolis, and suddenly, suddenly the uh, Mr. Fry has a huge war chest in order to run for mayor. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I'm ready. You know, he is not afraid to take on Donald Trump. And, uh, and so I got to give him some kudos for that, even though I'm still pissed at you there, uh, Jacob. And John, I'm going to, I'm going to break in here. I'm, I don't have audio on it, but I'm watching MSNBC. They're showing St. Paul. I think it's the state capitol. They have armored personnel vehicles out. Uh, uh-huh. I'm really difficult to tell what's going I don't see any anybody getting hurt or anybody going crazy. But uh, No, they're just making sure. Yeah, but there's, there's, had- there's a crowd around one of them. Uh, but nobody's, nobody's throwing anything at it. No, there's no... You know, no, no. and by the way, quote unquote protesters, you throw stuff at a cop car, expect trouble. Throw stuff at my car and expect trouble. Okay, so to answer your question, this is from today. I'm seeing stills from uh, KSTP uh, TV here. All right, well, what I'm seeing yeah. it says it's lies. So anyway, um, yeah. Oh, by the way, did you guys happen to see the fellow in uh, in Salt Lake City who got out no, of his uh-uh. got out of his car and decided he was going to help the police, so he pulled out a bow and arrow? Really, Mike is speak up, Mike. Let the people in the radio know how stunned you are. No, 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 no. We don't use that language. Which is which the world coming to now? But, but that's about okay. WTF. I mean, come on, give me a break. A bow and arrow? So there's video out there of it, obviously. Talk about taking us back. Trump (laughs) sent us back 70, 80 years. This one's bringing us back 300 years. (laughs) So any bow and arrow. What do you think? Friggin' deer hunting there? Come on. (laughs) So the crowd goes after him. Uh, and yeah, he, he took a little bit of a pounding. His car was totaled. They totaled his car. (laughs) Now, what was interesting was, I, this happened. This happened Saturday. 
Yesterday, I saw a piece of video of him being interviewed by somebody. And this was immediately after it happened, after the police had him. And, you know, he got a little bit of medical attention. He goes on and on and on. Never once mentions the bow and arrow that he pulled out of his car. Never, (laughs) never mentioned that. And I I just, I was like, you, I, I mean, when I first saw the video, I was like, you've got to be. You know, WTF, are you are you bonkers? I mean, at best you're gonna at best you get one arrow off. At best. And he didn't I'm even get that up. Protest with my pea shooter. Yeah, and <laughs> my slingshot. Yeah, once you once you once you let that arrow free and somebody grabs it and comes back and sticks it up your ass. I <laughs> that mean, is that is and you're telling me to <laughs> This is a long-running battle with, with with John Shannon. He knows the boundaries. That is what you hey, said uh, is, uh, is definitely hey, uh, sticking. You remember Abner Luima? Who? Abner Luima. The cop in Brooklyn stuck the stuck Oh, yeah, his, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 about 40 times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I no, don't laugh, do that John. That me. actually, it was a bunch of cops. I bro- don't doubt that for it was a, a minute. It was a broom handle. They also shot him a bunch of times too. So, uh, anyway, so yeah. Uh, well, uh, John, have you actually? I know I asked you this the other day, but each night gets a little hairier. Uh, have you actually heard any of the uh, flash bombs or concussion stuff going off or any no, of that? Absolutely. I, not. I understand you're in the burbs. You're out where the uh, with a deer and the antelope play. No, I haven't. Uh, I've seen, you know, one of these days when it's when the dust kind of settles a little bit, I want to take and just do my own little uh, video of all the destruction, both Minneapolis, St. Paul, some of the inner tier suburbs. Uh, it's 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 crazy. I, I mean. You, you can't even realize oh my god that you say to yourself oh my god that was there you know you can't believe that these places are gone mm. uh, even like the tar- the first target store they looted over in uh, Minneapolis you know they had a a um, somebody went in there with live video after, pretty much after everything was gutted and you just couldn't believe it. You, there was nothing there recognizable inside that store. Well, that's what happens. Yeah, that's what happens. So hey, that- let me let me flip over real quick if I could. Now sure. I'm sure you all saw the video here on on of uh, of 35W there where the uh, with the truck? truck ran in. Yeah, the truck ran into the crowd. Sure did. And what have you. Mike, did you see that video? No. Okay. No, I basically came home and slept today. Well, this happened yesterday, but anyway, John's going to tell you all about it. So, yeah, the, there was a guy coming up the the freeway. They had closed the freeways for one thing. The, the 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 central freeway system was completely closed down. Suddenly, there was this truck. That ran, I, God, I gotta, 
I just don't put the story together very good. There was a group of protesters peacefully protesting on one of the bridges crossing the Mississippi River. It was the, uh, it was a freeway bridge. This truck came barreling up, and I, I don't know. I don't know how nobody really got seriously hurt in that situation, but it was a tanker truck. And I'll tell you something, the protesters, the peaceful protesters, and I'm not, you know, they, oh my God, they, they jumped on this truck. They, they drug the, drug the driver out and they were beating the living piss out of him. And as I understand it, there was a group of individuals of these same protesters that were basically, t- you know, trying to protect him, covering him up. Yes. Because he would have he'd have gotten killed. My my first thought when I saw that happen was Reginald Denny. Now if you don't remember the name. Oh yes. That's the that's the poor white truck driver with the long hair who got yanked out of his truck during the LA riots uh after the Rodney King verdict. And that he was left just about for dead. Uh the whole thing was captured on video from the from the helicopter uh and they just whooped that poor boy to within uh, literally seconds of his life and that was what i had now what's interesting what's going on is you find a lot of the real protesters are are going after the uh the rioters and the troublemakers they're saying they're calling them out on it hey man that's not what we're here for this is not what this is about, uh, which is, you know, that makes me feel good. That makes me feel that, okay, we know we got good, decent people out there who are tired of the status quo, and they're exercising their First Amendment right to free speech and to be heard by uh, by the people that, that, that run this country for us or run the state or the city. Or what have you? Pick your municipality, your your locality, if you will, uh, and that's encouraging to see. It's encouraging to see them go after. I mean, literally, like you just said, John, uh, they're protecting the people they need to protect. There's a picture from I want to say it was Minneapolis sometime during the week. A cop got separated from his squad, his platoon, and there were a bunch of uh, African American folks protecting him. Because the rest of the crowd was, you know, the troublemaker crowd were trying to get to him. And they actually protected this cop. They built a little ring around him. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of good people out there who are just sick and tired of what's been going on. Again, for their entire lives, for generations, they're, you know, look, a lot of these kids out there protesting, their grandparents experienced Jim Crow. They know what yes. this all is like. Excuse me. Yeah, they. Uh, you got generations. You've got generate people, generations of people. You know, okay, the ones that would be considered the old old school folks, if you will. They know what this is like, sure. and they know that the escalation of violence isn't doing any any good isn't um you want 
what you want to do, and I forgive me for putting it this way, but don't don't feed the stereotype. Well, there's that. There is most certainly that. Uh, I remember the 60s when there were protests. I remember the riots in Newark, Detroit, New York. Um, it hasn't happened in a very long time. And that's why I keep saying we're going backwards. Well, sure. And that's the worst part of it. Well, the number one everybody, thing... Everybody needs to stand up. Everybody, one way or another, has to be heard. It's a few. You're right, Mike. causing the violence and causing, the, causing that. Everybody else is out there and saying, no, we don't accept this. Well, and that and- got to be the message. And one of, one of the ways we can do that, you know, if you can't get out there, you don't want to go out there and protest, you need to vote. Now, I got oh, my I got my absentee ballot in the mail, my, my form for the absentee ballot. Here in the state of New York, uh, they're making an exception for this election that you can use the coronavirus as a reason to get an absentee ballot. As a matter of fact, it came pre-chosen all i had to do was sign it send it back and they'll send me a ballot in november now for me that's fine i'm gonna vote no matter what my polling place is literally i walk out the out my front door i don't even have to turn i just walk straight across the street into the school uh but by all means voting in november is what's gonna that's the first step we need to get out of under the thumb of this this racist nitwit and his followers remember they are very much the minority in this country they got it's they, not they got in by a mathematical fluke is how they got in the electoral college i'm sorry it, mike it's not oh see now my train of thought it's not just racist it's no. coming right at everybody and they don't even know it anti-working man, anti-middle class, right. anti-anybody who isn't in the 1%. Or and him. these idiots who, who, are, who are racist or prejudiced in their hearts. They're for, and they're in part of the middle class or the working class. They're hanging on to him and every word he says. Mm-hmm. And that's their stupidity. Because they are victims just as much as anybody who is a member of any minority in this country. Well, what's what's even more interesting interesting as a friend of mine has has said repeatedly, uh, there's a lot of folks out there, a lot of union people, who are you know big Trump supporters. Well, it wasn't the Republicans that got you what you got. It wasn't uh, uh, you know it was the Democrats that got you unions. They got you good pay. They got you better working conditions. Uh, believe me, and Trump wants no part of that. One of the things that'll happen, heaven forbid, if he gets reelected, you will see unions come crashing down. And I happen to be associated with a very good union that has done wonderful for its members. And, uh, uh, I, you know, I really don't want to see that happen. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I mean, this is all, Vote. You got to vote on November 3rd. 
November 3rd, reject the turd. That's what I say. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I was saving that one for you, Mikey. You got to make it bring and send it to me on Facebook so I could send it out. That ain't going to happen on Facebook. Okay. Send it to my cousin. I send it to my friend Vinny. Uh, all, all these people were Trumpies and uh, people who were gay and stupid. I'll send it to them too. Hey, yeah. hey, hey look, I'm not trying to get Trump supporters to vote against Trump. They're not going to do it. What has to happen is the people that didn't vote the last time and uh, or the people that just couldn't stand the idea of Hillary Clinton or, or more importantly, the people who threw their vote away to a Jill Stein. Granted, you're entitled to vote any way you like, but until we have a viable third party in this country, or as I have called for uh, the uh, abolition no parties. no parties whatsoever it, it just look at the mess we're in right now and again this comes down to we haven't forgotten about you rich mitch we haven't forgotten about you miss Lindsay. that's Be a whole other show oh we do this show this we do that right, show all mitch. the time <laughs> rich this mitch. guy shouldn't be shat he should be flush well it's be, it's be kind to turtles week <laughs> I, 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 I'm not celebrating. Yet. Sorry, I, I didn't hear. I didn't hear a word either one of you said. But, you were talking on top of one another. Anyway, um, so yeah, so I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. As we get closer to the November elections, I will be donating to both McConnell's and uh, Graham's opponents, Amy McGrath and Jamie Harrison. I'll throw a little something their way. Uh, Biden's going to get a little something from me. And any, uh, also, what's his name out in Arizona? Mark Kelly. Mark Kelly, yes. Mark Kelly. Uh, because I <laughs> Thank you, Mike. We like that wind tunnel effect. <laughs> I want to ask John a question. Sure. Okay. Uh, Amy Klobuchar really impressed me in the debates. And you living in Minnesota, I, I thought she would have been a really good candidate for president. And I'm kind of hoping Biden picks her for uh, vice president. Could, could I get your opinion on that? Well, now don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Amy Klobuchar. Amy is John's girlfriend. I, yeah. Oh, you, you know it. I, no, I'm not going to say I'm smitten with her. No, I'm not you even going to go there. You are. But she's got some, uh, as Ricky Ricardo used to say, Lucy, you got some splaining to do. <laughs> Lucy, I'm home. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, then. Uh, she has had, there's, it's coming out that she may have, been the prosecutor in a couple of these cases uh, with um, police uh, police excuse me police brutality that's the word I was looking for and that she might have turned a little bit of a blind eye or maybe have given a little bit too much leeway to the cop involved or whatnot and boy if that comes out uh, she may not even if that turns out to be true. Uh, she may not even uh, 
make it through her uh, uh, make it through her um, what am I trying to say here? Vice presidential uh, not make it through the no, election. no, no, she's not even going to what I'm trying to say, excuse me was that she might not even make it for her next Senate bid Oh, if that turns out to she, she might get primaried uh, because she has the same she has the same problem that Kamala Harris has. As far as, as Kamala Harris was also a a prosecutor, state prosecutor. And she was uh kind of hard on people that were uh, you know had marginal crimes. Uh, and I don't know as far as her position with the police are concerned but uh, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I hope this just becomes some, uh, some reason, just something that was dug up that um, is totally untrue. I don't know. I honestly, I hope it isn't true. John, John yes, you sir. and I are on the same page, and I kind of think I'd like to know where this information is coming from and if it's true. Oh, I would too. I Somehow. Would too. Somehow, I uh, I read up on her because I knew nothing about her. She's like a very, very, very intelligent woman. She is. Uh, she spoke. Uh, I thought that she was the right choice for the presidency. And I'm a big Bernie man. And, you know, I, I have no problem with Biden, really. But I think she was the better choice. Just my opinion. And I hope, he, and I still hope he chooses her for vice president. Oh, I, I do too. I, I, I do too because, you know, if if she's chosen, consider this for a second. If she's chosen, you know, what are um, the Republicans all of a, all of a sudden going to say? Oh, she was tough on crime, and she was did easy on the rogue cops. Well, hell, that's right down yep. their their alley. That's what you guys want. So, well, maybe she was tough on crime, but it, it isn't like Trump who committed the crime. Well, this is true too. So, that's your comeback. <laughs> well, hey, hey, works for me, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> seriously, works for me. This is the first time I had seen saw Ed quiet for so long. Oh, I know, right? I'm thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna send somebody to check his temperature look, here in a minute. Look at the smile on his face. I'm telling you. Oh, he looks for he so looks forward to this every night. I was preparing I, he, I was preparing for the end of the show. That Ed, I know You're, Ed about six years and I want all the audience to know and you, John, everybody, Ed is an ace with a capital A. I mean, he breaks my horn sometimes, but he's an ace with a capital A. Oh, I had to double check. I had to double check what you were saying there. Ace. I, I couldn't quite a Oh, A-C-E. No, I didn't mean the other A. Ace. A-C-E. Not A-S and some other letter. All right, folks. That sound you're hearing in the background means it's time to say bye-bye. So, uh, I'll go first from the... Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon, and I got the money. And thanks to Mike Mike King for joining us tonight. See ya! Thank you for having me.